In the silence of the midnight hour, whispers of dread and shadows devour. Unseen terrors, a chilling delight in the realm where day turns to night. Ghosts and ghouls in the shadows reside. A world of horror where nightmares collide. Eyes unseen, a chilling stare. Beware the night, for terror is there. Welcome to the not-so-bright side. <laughs> Gather round, dear listeners, and brace yourselves for a spine-tingling journey into the shadowy realms of the unknown. Welcome to the Not-So-Bright Side. I am your host, Anthony Volke, and I am joined by my Mickey and Minnie Mouse of Haunted Disneyland, Steve Blackford and Samuel Bellwood. Boys, we've finished the first episode. We're into the second episode. Is there anything you want to say to the people that lasted that entire episode and have made it into episode two? Yeah, g'day, g'day, champ. G'day, champ. Not the C word I thought you were going to say. (laughs) I've been trying to introduce champ more into my uh, my daily vocabulary. It's such a it's a great word. You can use it with kids. Like, oh, good on you, champ. Oh, and they down. feel great because, you know, champion, you use it to the dickhead that cuts you off at the lights. Oh, nice one, champ. It's really condescending. <laughs> it's a versatile oh, yeah, word. Like really insulting. I'm sure it's an anti-military thing. I'm mean, not an anti-military, but in Australian military, you don't say champ. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's you don't say it to another bloke. Yeah, it's it's insulting. Like I'd I'd rather be called the other kind of the other c word. Yes, yeah, by another by as another dude for sure. Also, if listeners want to call us the other c word, that's completely fine by me. Yeah, put in the comments below. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam, you want to say anything to the, the listeners that suck with us? Proud of you, <laughs> absolute proud of you. <laughs> uh, I didn't think I'd get through it either. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> true. Now, thanks for coming back. Honest to God, this is a, we haven't done this in months, so this has been a delight. So for you to come back means I want to come back. Matter of fact, I'm coming now. Um, yeah. (laughs) What an ad, what an ad. Uh, but yeah, look, thank you everyone for, for sticking by. Um, again, big shout out to the people that came across from the original podcast on Twitch TV over to the, the, the realms of the, the real podcasting world. We're real middle-aged white men. Now we've got a real podcast. Uh, so thank you. And to the new listeners, good luck. Good, good luck. Um, Okay, so this is the Not So Bright Side. We do talk about a lot of negative things on this planet and in this universe. Uh, Today is no different. There will be a bunch of trigger warnings in the show notes. Um, Please read them if you wish, if you need to see the trigger warnings. But every episode is going to have the same same type of trigger warnings. Just assume it's for every episode at this point. but yeah, we like to get into some news first, and then we uh, we throw to. Oh, real quick, if we can get before the news. Sorry, if I can cut you off. You can. Um, in the last episode, as we rep- uh, as we'll just you know indulging about, I guess, or reminiscing on, uh, you introduced us with bios from Chat GPT, but failed to do one for yourself. Oh no! So I took the little liberties of just doing one a couple minutes before the show. Oh no! Because it was just, yeah, and don't it's not it's not bad. 
It's you know quite lighthearted. Oh it's, no! It's definitely it does not know who you are, but um yeah. So anyways, <laughs> meet Anthony Volkey, the horror podcast host with a flair of the eerie and a heart for the creepy crawlies. By day he is a mild mannered librarian, but by night he's transformed into a spectacle storyteller extraordinaire. Anthony shares his haunted tales with a mix of spine-chilling suspense and dad jokes that are so bad they could summer a ghostly groan. When he's not weaving tales of supernaturals, you can find him at home surrounded by his pets, three black cats named Binks, Spooky, and Midnight. Anthony's motto, embrace the spooky, cuddle the creepy, and always leave a light on for the unknown. (laughs) The closest you've been to being a librarian is when you worked at the <laughs> sex store. <laughs> oh, oh, what? I, I don't get the librarian part, but that was that was great. I, I, I like just for the record, I wrote, "Give me a short, humorous bio of a horror podcast uh, host named Anthony Volkey who loves everything spooky and his pets and wants to believe in the unknown." Nothing about a library. You know what? <laughs> it, it, it wasn't too far away, though, because I had three cats. They're just definitely not called Binks, Jinxie, and Snooty, or whatever the, their names were. <laughs> uh, spooky and Midnight. Oh, okay. My bad, my bad. But Midnight's I do- a dope name for a cat, though. It is, it is. I do have three cats, and I have two dogs. One of the dogs is sleeping beside me right here, so... Hopefully she she just hangs out there. But thank you for that, um, Sam. If if you guys didn't listen to the first episode, which you know you're silly billies, and you should go back and listen to shame it. Shame on you. I did. Uh, shame, shame, shame. I uh, I did chat GPT bios intros for the the two boys here, so that's why we're we're playing on that. All right. Anything else we want to say before we get into the uh, the good stuff? Hey, let's get into the news, eh? <laughs> Is that was that your throw to the news? <laughs> No. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. Let's get into the news. Live from New York City, we're investigating reports of Jews in tunnels. <laughs> that was the last episode, mate. <laughs> the last one, not this one. This one's got its own twist. Um, this was an article done by Emily Olson. Um, I think it was like the Colorado Times or something similar. And we haven't done this podcast for months and months and months and months now. So some of the the news articles that we have are just the interesting or fun topics that we saw previously and now bringing up. So it might, it might be a slightly dated by a few months or so. Um, but that's why we're bringing it up. So all, all of the links to the articles, including the, the articles that we sourced for the main story tonight will be in the show notes. So please go and click them, support the people that, you know, put in a lot of the hard work. Okay. The owners of a Colorado funeral home have been arrested after nearly 200 decaying corpses were found improperly stored at their facility. John and Carrie Halford, the owners of the Return to Nature Funeral Home were arrested on four felony charges, including abuse of a corpse, theft, money laundering, and forgery, according to a statement from the District Attorney for Colorado's 4th Judicial District. The probable cause affidavit has been sealed, but District Attorney Michael Allen said that he would not contest releasing it to the public at a later date. And I quote, I want to warn you, The information contained in that affidavit is absolutely shocking. 
he told reporters at a press conference on, on Wednesday. Prosecutors may bring additional charges to the case as the investigation progresses. Police first searched the funeral home, located roughly 30 miles south of Colorado Springs in the town of Penrose, on October 3rd after receiving, receiving a report on, of an abhorrent smell coming from the building. What they found inside was horrific. According to its website, Return to Nature offers green and natural burial services, which allow bodies to decompose underground without the use of metal caskets or chemicals. The practice is legal in the state of Colorado, but the law requires bodies that are not embalmed to be refrigerated within 24 hours of death. This is the kicker. Some relatives of those whose remains were sent to the funeral home for cremation told the Associated Press that they believe they were given fake ashes composed of dry concrete. Damn. <laughs> That's great. Saving money on the uh, on the bills to burn the bodies, I guess. It seems that there's like quite a, quite a lot of stories in the last couple of years of uh, funeral homes not doing the right thing, leaving people around to rot and selling body parts and stuff like that. That's fantastic. That, that is just... Everything about that just got better and better. The smell. You haven't thought of the smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just something. There's an always sunny reference for someone out there. The smell. Haven't thought the, of the smell, you bitch. The smell, you bitch. <laughs> Three listeners uh, listening babe. to this. One of them's like, yes, I got that. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, and the babe. other two are me and Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or my mom. <laughs> the smell would be. The smell would be. That's. Very- 200 bodies like i get that it's green and natural and everything yeah cool like that's that's the way you want to go that's the way you want to go but i don't think that's what they had in mind no these people <laughs> were not not putting them in the ground they weren't doing the they just burials they said yeah, they were doing they just put all them. the cremations apparently that's uh yeah well that's, that's wild crushed what a concrete that's that's rough i feel so bad for those people that would be so sad I, it just seems like so much more effort like, you know, just see, what are we going to do instead? I oh, will crush a whole heap of concrete and put it in an urn for him. Like, fuck that. Like, True. True. Um, all right, moving on. A haunted portrait that's said to have caused a string of spooky incidents is being blamed for more misery as it continues to inflict a catalogue of woe. The current owner of the creepy painting has revealed that his London premises have been flooded twice recently something that had never happened before he bought the artwork. The cursed picture of a little girl was previously spotted in the window of a charity shop in East Sussex, alongside a warning that read, quote, She's back, sold twice and returned twice. Are you brave enough? Someone who bought it in August returned it to the Hastings Advice and Representation Centre shop after just one night. The next owner said she was chased by a ghostly black figure after she took it home. It eventually ended up in the hands of James Clingsbury, MD of the London Bridge Experience. And he confirmed to the Daily Star recently that he'd been struck by the curse from the moment he picked up the painting. Quote, On the journey back, I had problems with the car. The electrics were playing up. The radio wasn't working. And my phone wasn't connecting, he said. We took the painting out of the car, it was wrapped in paper and cardboard, and there was a drop of water on her forehead, 
which was bizarre because water wouldn't just sit there on a car journey. Within a matter of days, we had reports from staff members that they could hear footsteps following them down the stairwell. That happened to me on one occasion. We've also had mysterious noises downstairs, end quote. And now the tourist venue has been flooded twice, reports the Daily Mail. We've had a couple of floods on the site between November and December. We came in one morning and the basement was flooded, James said. We've had small leaks in the past, but nothing on this scale. We're lucky that the building is quite robust, so the damage wasn't too bad, but it was a little bit unexpected. I know a cynic would say, it's just a coincidence. But given the volume of things which keep happening, I do find myself questioning whether there's more to the painting than meets the eye. I would instantly buy that if I saw it at the shop. Uh, Google, Google <laughs> if you want me to buy something, just put a little sign on it that says it's haunted. Please Google it. Uh, just write like Eng- English haunted painting, and then I want you to give a description to our audience of the painting. All right. I found the um. I found the, the car journey part hilarious. Just like, <laughs> my car started having issues. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> then the other things I'm like, all right, okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll buy some fl- flash floods and stuff. I'll, I that would say that's a bit odd. But the car journey, and he's like, and then it had a bead of water on her head. And I'm like, she was sweating. <laughs> Just, Maybe she was. Yeah, exactly. You know, sounds like it was a long car drive. Maybe she gets anxious while driving, like most pets. <laughs> okay, I've got... I've like got, a um, spooky midnight... Sorry. I've got the uh, photos up. Okay. So there is one, the first one uh, says 20 pounds, possibly cursed. And yep. then a second <laughs> photo where <laughs> it's got another post note on it saying 20 pounds. And yes, she's back, sold twice, returned twice. Are you brave enough? I love that they didn't increase the price. It's still <laughs> just 20 quid. <laughs> or discount it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'd I'd be putting the price up by five quid every time I reckon. I think so um, too. So it's a it's a uh, portrait of a, a young girl. Um, geez, I'm bad with telling age, but between like eight and twelve, I guess. <laughs> Short hair, pink shirt. She's <laughs> just looking directly at you. Um, she doesn't seem menacing. <laughs> it doesn't it, it doesn't look creepy. <laughs> she doesn't look um, haunted. <laughs> no, it's not that bad to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't appear that threatening. She's just looking. She's not smiling, just sort of just staring at you. Okay, I like that uh, in the reflection of the painting, of the, the frame or the window, you can see the person taking the photo. They look like they've got a big grin on their face. Like, oh, look at this painting. <laughs> Until they get home. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I wonder if the person who took the photo is the one who bought it and then returned it. Immediately. Again. Regret. But she doesn't look uh, that bad at all. She just looks like it's just a young girl portrait, except it looks crinkled. It does a little. I think it's the um, – it, it, it might be a print that's put in there. It might not even be a painting. Quite possibly. <laughs> I do suggest checking the uh, the link in the show notes and go and have a look yourself and you can you can let us know what you <laughs> you think of this haunted young child and if you would buy it because I definitely would. I have a whole bunch of things on my wall here that are allegedly haunted anyway, so well, you can join the, the family. I'm not allowed to have things that are actually haunted. I've been told I'm not allowed to buy any body parts, skulls or anything like that. I get Lame. it. There's some bad juju around that stuff. Actually, I think we're not supposed to say that anymore. There's some bad vibes around that stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd get some weird shit. 
Agreed. Um, all right. Any other news that you gentlemen would like to bring up? Yeah, I think we should talk about uh, Gypsy Rose getting out of prison. Yeah, all right. Um, the social media storm around this has been nuts. Absolutely insane. She got out of prison, made a TikTok account, and now she's got, I don't remember how, last time I checked, she had like 4.6 followers, 4.6 million followers on TikTok. Um, she's got over 8 million on Instagram. I'll do like a little search. Um, her social media presence, I don't know, we, we should go back a little bit and talk about who she is. Um, it's a hugely famous case. It's one that I don't know much about, to be honest. I never looked into it. Um, I never watched the movie. Uh, but I know the the basic story. Maybe we'll have to end up covering it in full one day. But uh, um, abused by a mother, uh, medically abused, told she was sick, and uh, her mum is you know, full of shit about it. Um, and then at some point, she was involved in her mum's murder. I believe she got a boyfriend to kill her mum. She ended up being sentenced to eight years and is now out. Um. Sorry for the very brief overview, but like I said, I've, I haven't. It's not a case that I've ever really looked into. It's one of those ones that we've all been aware of for a long time now, but we've never, like, I haven't looked into it. I'm, I'm think there's supposed to be a documentary coming out with her, uh, which she's been interviewed and heavily involved in making it. So I'll, I'll watch that when it comes out, along with everybody else. Yep. <laughs> well, she sold her um, life rights um, apparently already. That's what I heard through an interview. Yeah, and so she's been working with Lifetime, I think. Um, mm. Oh, man, that's going to be a great film. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm hoping for a, a good documentary. I feel like it, a, the, mm. the issue is the reason it didn't stand out to me originally is it's a dime a dozen, unfortunately. Like I, I research and look up you know, murders and death and all sorts of bad stuff like every other day. This is something I do. Having it's someone Tuesday. exactly, I, I have you know, seeing someone kill their parent who uh, I'm going to say allegedly was abusive. I, I have no idea if she was actually found out to be abusive. Um, but if she killed her because of that, then yeah, tough pickies. Okay, get what you get. <laughs> Get what you get, but I don't know too much about it. It's just unfortunately, it's all too common in this day and age to to have something like that. So that's why it never really stood out too much to me. But her notoriety now, Uh, well, someone needs to be uh, training her a little bit more with media stuff because the last thing that blew up about it was the comment that she left on a boyfriend's Instagram post. What is it? What's the comment? What's the comment? I mean, I'm happy happy to read the whole thing to you if you like. Okay. I don't know what the comment is. Go go ahead. What is it? Give me one moment. I am moist with anticipation. (laughs) Well, while while Steve's looking it up, so I looked at a TikTok, 9.8 million followers. She's had 52.6 million likes and her videos are not, none are under a million views, not even close. 12 million is like probably the smallest one I can see. 11 million, sorry, is the smallest. And the highest is 82.7 million views. What so happened? I I have no idea. She just blew up. She became like a, like that one point I remember seeing like people on TikTok being like, she was a gay icon as well. And like people just were categorizing her in every way. And like, it's just like, I've never seen someone's account have constant numbers with millions in it. Like every single video, there's probably about 20 on here. No, 
sorry, there's about 15 or 16, but everything has at least 11 million views. That's the lowest views. That's crazy. I found this. Um, yeah. All right. Sorry, mum. I'm going to fucking off you. <laughs> so the, the comment that I blew up was on a, a photo that her, her boyfriend, uh, boyfriend or husband, are they married? I don't even know. Her I think they're married. Yeah. No. Um, he posted a selfie. Or they're about to. Okay. He posted a selfie and she commented, uh, Ryan, don't, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not know anyone. Do we do not owe anyone anything? Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, great. If you get hate, then whatever, because they don't matter. I love you. Besides, they jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Happy wife, happy life. What the fuck was that? Yeah, that's some How information did we didn't need. The first part, I was like, "Oh, this is sweet. I understand. That's cute." Yeah, I was like, "What's wrong with this?" Did she say that? Is that real? That's real, yeah. She said that. So um, maybe wild. some media training is needed, but also, like, who cares? Like, she's just some kid who's gotten out of prison and yeah. is learning that, about social I think media. That's like. exactly what it is. Yeah. She sounds like a 16 year old with her first, like, proper relationship. And when I say proper, I mean, like, they're still seeing each other between periods of school. But, like, that's, I've, like, that's a normal post that you'd hear from someone that's young love. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You're rocking my world. Man, I'm going to start d- saying that to everyone. The D is fire. The D is fire. <laughs> wow. I'm going to start getting my wife to say that about me. Yeah, put her on um, the post. Put her in the comments in this. The yeah. D is fire. Yeah. <laughs> title of the episode. The D is the D the is D on is fire. Is I hope it's fire. not on fire. That's a rash. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. We've all been there. Um, but yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all of us, probably just me, but it is what it is. You know, <laughs> SCIs aren't a laughing matter, okay? Um, no, they're yeah. not. It's the phrasing of them. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there anything else about this gypsy? Yeah, look, I don't want to keep going on about it because to me, like, it's really not that interesting. She, she is who she is. But I can't figure out how she got so popular. Was I something must just have put happened. her on a pedestal. I think right. people just attach themselves to the story because Maybe. like it, it just like, like there's, like you said, there's nothing about it that is like strongly different. You know mm. what I mean? But like, I think like we found like, you know, I don't want to make any claims, but like there is nothing about it in particular that make it stand out strongly, but it just, for some reason, it's the one that caught fire. It's the one that it's the snowball that rolled down the hill at the right time, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good on her. Good on Gypsy Rose. Shout out. Maybe she'll come on the, the podcast. Maybe she can come on here and talk about ghosts. That'd be cool. I'm down for that. Um, boys, any other news uh, topics we want to bring up before we get into today's episode? No, I want to. I want to. You haven't told us again uh, what what this episode is. I have a feeling I know what it is. There was one episode that we've been talking about redoing for a while. The feeling is real. Yeah, that's what I'll say God, because I, I really uh, don't want it to be because I, um, yeah, like, yeah, it is what it is. All right. So again, that's the end of the news. I don't have an outro for our, no news sound, unfortunately. That's so everything that happened in the world. Let's go. That's it. That was in the last four months. That's what you got. That's what we got. It is what it is. Um, all right. If someone's so, got an outro, send it to us. Like, yeah. Someone make like, one. If you've got something, 
send it through to us and we'll play it and we'll give you a little bit of a shout out, I guess. And that's play the, the intro news. in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could. <laughs> Maybe we could. I could add the, the clapping sound. Like, woo, that's the news. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, fucking morticians that are like putting bodies elsewhere and shit. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> oh, that's morbid. But that's us. That's the not so bright side. Uh, literally what we talk about. All right, well. Let's get into today's episode because I'm sure we're going to want to have some therapy and or possibly uh, a, a long tea break after this. I have a question, though. Before we start getting into the actual story, I have a question I need you both to answer. Okay? What is your favorite insect? The dead one. I'm not a huge fan of bugs. I've, I had a pet spider, but that's not an insect. That's not an insect. It's got extra legs. But I mean, we could we can take a spider if that's what you want to if you want to say, Sam. I don't know. Like I, I've never really sat down and thought about this. Probably a stick bug or the pre-manus. Are they insects? I think they I, are. I, I just like I like their long, thin bodies. You know, everything. <laughs> I'm not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's great. A little of aspiration. Do you want to know what my favorite insect is? Yes. I don't want to. It's an ant. Um, And, you know, I, it's my name. It's part of my name. I hate you. So a little bit of information, a little bit of information. Uh, Ants have been around since the dinosaurs. (laughs) Did you know that? That's pretty cool. Uh, Also, one species is the most venomous. That's not the right word. Venomous insect on the planet. Did you know that? Also, is that the, the bull ant? Uh, f- yeah, something like that. I didn't look. To be honest, it's. I, think, <laughs> I wasn't really researching I was that Coyote part. Peterson for that. <laughs> yeah, um, shout out Coyote Peterson. What a what a what a hero. Um, also, there are a lot more ants in the world than humans. It's estimated that there are upwards of. I don't even know how to save this many numbers. Ten Too quad- many zeros. Ten quadrillion. Qu- <laughs> Quantillion? Quadrillion. Just count how many We zeros. have no concept of that large of a number. Yeah. There's just lots. But there's that many ants on Earth. That means for every human, there are about one million ants. I don't want them. Can and- someone else take my one million <laughs> ants? You've got them. Maybe you've got more. And after this story, you've probably got more. Um, and also, ants still practice some form of slavery. <laughs> Jesus, get with the times, ants. If it ain't broke. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but that sort of, you know, ants still practicing slavery kind of, you know, slides into today's episode. Um, and I know you guys, uh, we have covered this before. And what I will say is previously when we did this episode, it was three hours long. It was awful. It was painful. Vulgar and incredibly disturbing that this topic is um it was three hours long i've kind of cut this down a bit it's still heinous um the guys and i always talk about this being like our our roman empire of our podcast yeah this is the episode we don't want to do but we also do want to do um we have to do it because it's it's not (laughs) it's not one that gets covered Heaps. And exactly. I'm just so glad it's now and not in ten episodes. Like if it's, you think it's one about of those it. ones that um that is it's just really un unsettling and unhappy. And sometimes there are crimes that don't 
get as much exposure because they're, they're just a bit much. Mm. This is one of them. This uh, I like this. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, again, in the show notes, I'm going to mention the individual websites that I got a lot of this information from and I took some of the quotes from. Um, it'll be in the show notes, so please go to those websites, click on the links, go and read as much... <laughs> as much of the story as you wish after you hear this, if you want to, if you do, then you definitely are in the right place um, because this is for you. Um, well, let's, let's, without further ado, let's get into today's story. God. I agree. I've got to read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard to be like cool mannered about this, but I like, I feel like there's personas to us in a way, like doing a podcast and stuff. Like there is a present presentation. I really don't want to be in on this episode. I really don't want to go through this again. And I, I can at least let you know it's not three hours long this time. Oh, thank, thank God! God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It felt like it's, nine hours, dude. For the record, it's not the time that makes it an issue. Like at it's all, the sheer amount of gore. That's that's exactly yes. it. Yep. But let's not give too much away because some people are probably sitting at home going, it can't be that bad, right? Oh, boy. I'm hyping it. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you better be ready for this one. Uh, get your get your little safety blankies, get your torches, turn the lights off, and let's, let's get into today's uh, episode. Deep in the heart of the serene Ontario wilderness, obscured from the prying eyes of society, a malevolent force known as the Ant Hill Kids began to carve a dark legacy under the shadowy leadership of Rock Terrio. Now, before I go any further, I googled how to pronounce his name. It's spelt <laughs> R-O-C-H. I think I said Roche Terrio last time I, I did this episode, but I found a few um, French-Canadian people explaining how to pronounce it, and I believe it's like, with a French accent, Roch. So I'm just going to say Rock to make Ugh. it easier, okay? Rock Terrio. Yeah, that's, that's fair. You that's don't need to name. put too much respect on the French. And I'm Yeah, no. Not this one anyways. And we're also Australian, so you know, it is what it is. The Twisted Collective would soon become a symbol of humanity's most depraved instincts, where manipulation and unswerving obedience plunged innocence into a chilling abyss of torment. The Ant Hill kids were more than a group. They were a somber family bound by faith and Terrio's charisma. He had a peculiar magnetism, a siren's call for the lost and the desperate, drawing them toward his enigmatic flame. Rock Terrio, their leader, their deity, painted himself as the harbinger of salvation, portraying his every word and action as divine. His followers, devoted and reverent, would do his bidding without question. And that comes into play later. The, the, oh, fact the that, shit that he gets them to do. And they don't question it. They just do it. Keep that in mind. It's just mind-blowing. Like, you talk about cults that have, like, uh, mass suicides and suicide packs. This is way worse. Way worse than that. Way yeah, yeah, that's right. The... Um it, can, it, it takes a it takes a lot to talk someone into making their kid drink poison, but mm. there are things in this that are so much more extreme than that. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't. The, the the faith they had in this dude is insane. It's wild. Their secluded haven, though, was a facade. Cabins and tents perched uneasily in the midst of dense trees framed a central bonfire pit that cast haunting shadows in the twilight. 
This motley crew of individuals, often disillusioned or troubled, had taken shelter in the promise of Terrio's utopia, away from the judgmental eyes of the world. As the seasons turned, the veneer of tranquility began to erode. Terrio's erratic behaviour grew more pronounced, revealing the sinister undertow beneath his promises of paradise. The utopia he had promised was slipping away, unveiling a nightmare that none had imagined. Terrio exercised his control with a blend of cunning and cruelty. His mastery of psychological manipulation was absolute. He convinced his devotees that only he held the key to their salvation. Outside influences were vilified, fear of the world was instilled, and connections to family and friends were systematically severed, turning the commune into their sole sanctuary. See, the um, cutting off people from the family and friends thing is basic cult behaviour, right? Mm -hmm. Did you see the documentary on the the Twin Flames cult? Mm, No. Okay, so they they managed to get people away from their families a little bit, but they did it at a distance. Like, it was mostly done over the internet. Is this the horny Indian guy? No. Okay, the different one. No, this is a, um, a horny white dude. Okay, yeah. They're all horny. The, the deities. Yeah, oh no, the, that's, the cult, cults are almost entirely about sex yeah. <laughs> and control. But, yeah, no, it's just into like the um, separating people and, and making your own little society where you have your own way you speak, your own mm. language, co- code words and stuff like that. Yeah. Isolation, yeah, huge, yeah. huge in cults, very important aspect. Mm-hmm. Physical punishments and extreme discipline were daily ordeals. The leader imposed gruelling fasts, forced labour and sleepless nights. Terrio's whims dictated their existence, leaving his followers in constant dread. Chillingly, the Anthill kids accepted these trials willingly, perceiving them as tests of faith and dedication to their leader. The communal suffering became a bizarre ritual of spiritual purification now that sounds like martyrs but we'll get into that in the uh, the next episode <laughs> the true horror of their existence unfurled in a series of ghastly acts that would shock the nation if not the nation the world terrio's perverted sense of spiritual cleansing twisted into pure sadism brutality was his tool of control the cult members suffered forced amputation acts of barbarity an unending abuse as their initial quest for belonging and spiritual enlightenment transmuted into a grotesque nightmare. And while you're sitting there thinking, oh, that that sounds bad, but it's not that bad, right? Oh, I'm going to go into the details soon. Rock Terrio was a man of striking contradictions. In his early life, he hailed from a modest family in the Canadian province of Quebec. He possessed an unassuming appearance, with a visage that could almost pass unnoticed in a crowd. He was a quiet and introverted youth, raised in the bosom of a conventional, albeit unremarkable, family. Born in 1947, Terrio's upbringing seemed far from the makings of a future cult leader. He attended local schools and took on a series of mundane jobs, finding himself entangled in the dull rhythm of small-town life. However, beneath the surface, there were inklings of an unquenchable thirst for spiritual meaning. Rock Terrio's fascination with religion 
took root during his formative years. He embarked on a personal quest for enlightenment, diving deep into the esoteric and mystical teachings that beckoned him from the fringes of conventional faith. His family, devout Catholics, watched as their son's journey took him further and further from the religious tradition they had known. His obsessions took a darker turn when he became intrigued by doomsday prophecies and apocalyptic beliefs. He sought answers in obscure, often unorthodox religious texts and practices. Terrio's fixation on these grim revelations seemed to corrode his sanity, leading him down a path that would eventually culminate in the creation of the Anthill Kids, a moniker that sprang from the very essence of their commune, akin to an intricate ant colony, where the patchwork of tents sprawled in and out of the forest, mirrored the unswerving determination of its devotees. Much like nature's most industrious inhabitants, ants. His family, a silent audience to the tragic metamorphosis unfolding before their eyes, could only stand by, powerless witnesses to the cataclysmic transformation of Rock Terrio. In this heart-wrenching spectacle, the man they once knew had evaporated like a mirage, replaced by a haunting figure caught in the relentless undertow of a distorted odyssey for spiritual redemption. Rock Terrio had become a spectre, a shadow of his former self. His existence had slipped into a dissonant symphony. What came next was heinous, depraved, almost unbelievable. What I'm about to quote is real. It's based off testimony and police documents. I'll link the full articles in the show notes, but be prepared as things are about to get extremely uncomfortable. I also want to shout out to cultnation.com, allthatsinteresting.com, and morbidology.com for their incredible write-ups on the topic. I urge everyone to check the show notes and read their full descriptions of all that took place. If you want to read all the details, that's where, that's where you're going to find even more than what I'm about to mention. I did mention before how Rock ruled with an iron fist as the leader of the commune. His sadistic methods met willingly, I have to emphasize that, met willingly by his followers. The next section is about the acts committed within the commune and rituals partaken by his disciples. This is a, uh, are you ready, Sam? I feel like you are, you're pumped to hear this part. I'm trying so hard to just be like, just get through this. (laughs) Again, at least this one's not three hours. Uh, This is a a direct quote from um, one of the websites. So, There were many disciplinary practices Terriot used. He forced commune members to break their own legs with sledgehammers, to shoot each other in the shoulders, eating their own and others' feces, eating insects and eating rats. He would nail children to a tree and force other children to throw rocks at them. He would forcibly remove teeth and nails. He would burn his followers by making them sit on lit stoves. He would cut off arms and legs without warning. He made them sit naked in the cold and whip and beat them. Nothing was too cruel of a punishment. I also want to point out that 
taken the arm off. I don't think I'm going to go too much in detail about that on here, but that was one of the worst parts of the whole story. The amount of detail <laughs> that came through, like it just was imagine, so much. Like just imagine, uh, how can I describe this without sounding gory? A wood carving. You know when you carve a piece of wood and you cut it down and you make it thinner and thinner and thinner? It's pretty awful. That's, awful. that's similar to what happened let's just say that that was the one part I was dreading coming up to be honest well no actually there's there's another part yeah it's, so the, it's this part isn't it Fuck. I forgot about that it's like this that part detailing. there's this oh part God. <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna go ahead and mute your this mic is the part that's, about, <laughs> that's coming up yeah, that the we other all part love. is what however Terrio's piece de resistance do you like that French? Was that good? Why would you use that term to describe what's about to happen? <laughs> Came when one of his followers complained of pain in the abdomen. Terrio forced her to undress, laid her on the kitchen table, punched her in the stomach, performed an enema by shoving a tube up her rectum and filled her up with olive oil. Then he cut her stomach open ripped out parts of her intestines with his bare hands and he forced another member to stitch her up then he shoved she was like alive through all of that you right bet. like she was not knocked you out bet. or anything then he shoved a tube down her throat and made the other women blow air into it unsurprisingly the woman died the next day yeah but you don't you don't live through that like he fully had her open, and I believe wasn't there something about when they blew air into her stomach, her stomach expanded and ripped open the stitches that the other correct. Just so you're you're going into you're going into more detail <laughs> than that was on our three. I'm glad you listened to my three hour long story last time. Um, what like again we all talk about this and people are going to get so annoyed that i'm stopping the story but basically each part of this that i'm talking about is is a very oh. believe it or not is actually just a tenth of the explanation of what actually happened i'm trying to dumb it down a little bit so it's not as full-on but it is the most gory depraved heinous uh torture that i have ever ever read it's some of the most uh, detailed stuff that you get from yes. cults. Like the, the yes. amount of detail that came out of it is pretty crazy. People talked. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, so unsurprisingly, the woman died the next day. Of course, Terrio, as a prophet, had the powers of resurrection. This resurrection consisted of drilling a hole in the dead woman's skull and having every male member ejaculate into it. However, the the woman remained dead. Oh, what? Well, how? Well, it turns out... You mean it didn't work? Sperm on a dead person's brain doesn't bring them back to life. I hate to break it to you. Doesn't do a lot for anyone. No, no, it does not. Um, but again, as heinous as that sounds, the full description of what happened to that lady is beyond belief. Absolutely beyond belief. Uh, I'm surprised we got away with saying all that stuff on Twitch. Uh, 
surely that that overstepped the community guidelines, right? I couldn't agree more. But now in the podcast world, we can say whatever we want, right? Um, almost, yeah, almost. You're right, you're right. They're in the walls. Uh, <laughs> other victims of Rock consisted of two of his own children. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what that's from, listen to the first episode, you silly billies. Oh, great. Um, yeah, let's get into the stuff with the kids. <laughs> this is the fun lighthearted this, part I've been looking forward but to. This also ruined one of our hopes. <laughs> We, we were a four-piece until this episode came out, and now we're a three-piece. That's how bad it was. Um, oh, other God. victims of Rock consisted of two of his own children, one of which he murdered during a failed circumcision. We don't need to hash, rehash the details in this one. Let's move right ahead. <laughs> but can we, can we just... How did you fail this? Well, it doesn't look right. <laughs> keep chopping it off? Like... It's not just, like uh, it's just like say when. <laughs> like, I'm, oh just a, man, just pull it back a bit more. Oh, like just a little bit more. I'll say this: like when we laugh, like it's not laughing at the, no. the situation. It's it's out of pure like it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, it's yeah, coping. It's insanity. Um, even even for me, like I I love this stuff. I love cults and and murders and all this stuff. Like I don't love what happens to the people, but I'm very interested in it. But even this story was too much for me. <clears throat> so yeah so his first child died after a failed circumcision and the other died when rock left him outside in the middle of a blizzard to freeze to death this guy was com- like just I I don't understand how people can come up with such cruel ideas it's yeah, unbelievable right. when, when you have all that power you can do whatever you want no one tried to stop him no one the, like I hate to reiterate this, but he literally made people break their own legs with a sledgehammer. That's dedication, hey. How do you even do that? That is that is absolutely wild. That just oh my god, oh my god. Thinking about it, it's giving me the shivers. Anyway, and also this is not something that's covered that well. If you Google this, it's not like you'll see all the articles from Canada, like the news articles of the, the you know the capture and the court cases and, and certain things. It there like like I said, Cult Nation, Morbidology, all that's interesting. They have great pieces on it, but it's not actually covered that well because it is so gory. The um best book about it is in French apparently. There's um, Best. Hasn't been enough demand for it to be uh, translated into English, but I'm pretty sure by now, AI could do it, right? Let's get Chat, chat GPT to translate this book, and maybe we can get even more details. It took the near-death experience of Gabriel Lavallee. Again, sorry, French, horrible. I apologize if I'm saying the name wrong. But I, I um, did quite a few months on uh, Duolingo, uh, learning French. In French, um, uh, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember. Does anything. anyone else? I don't. I hate breaking the, the the morbid part of this, but does anyone feel like Duolingo gets you? Because it's like, oh, I miss you. Are you leaving me? <laughs> you know, it gives you those those things, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, little bird. I'm coming back. I just I just deleted the app. It's an abusive relationship. It was giving me feelings feel of guilt and anxiety. Yeah. Having not done it for a couple of days, which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't know. Owe it to anyone to learn how to speak French. <laughs> 
Unless you want to cover this story. I wanted to um, do more it, reading on the French Revolution. Right. <laughs> I really thought I'd be able to get to the point where I could read French books. Uh, it took the near-death experience of Gabrielle Lavallee to bring to light all these horrible crimes against humanity. Gabrielle had endured blow torches held to her genitals. Eight of her teeth were taken out and a hypodermic needle breaking off in her spine. She had tried to escape, but could not live without the cult and went back. Rock took this as a good reason to cut off one of her fingers, nail her hand to a table and amputate her entire arm with a hunting knife. Like I said, wood carving. Of course, Gabrielle did not see this as enough reason to actually leave. It took Rock amputating parts of her breasts and smashing her head in with an axe for her to actually flee and contact the authorities. Ultimately, you guys have made it. Oh, thank God. Just, just quietly, <laughs> you've made it through the gore. Oh, the worst is over. Thank God. Just kidding. That's part one. Oh, fuck uh, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's it. That's the end of the call for everyone listening. Like I said, please click on the links in the in the show notes, and you'll you'll go to the the pages that have the full full details. Ultimately, his capture marked the end of an era unmitigated of unmitigated suffering. Rock Terrio was brought to justice. And the court proceedings that followed were a harrowing glimpse into the horrors his followers had endured. With conviction after conviction, the extent of his crimes was laid bare, each sentence a testament to the pain and torment he had inflicted. It was as if the collective voice of his victims resounded through the courtroom, a chorus of anguish demanding retribution. As the weight of his crimes bore down upon him, Terriot's world crumbled. His conviction and imprisonment signaled a bitter end to the cult leader's malevolent journey. Yet even behind bars, his dark influence lingered. That's something else you can look into as well. But justice, relentless as ever, would ultimately prevail. Rock Terrio met his demise at the hands of a fellow inmate a macabre twist of fate that fittingly mirrored the horrors he had once perpetuated upon his followers. In his final moments, the curtain fell on a life that had been in equal parts enigmatic and monstrous, leaving a chilling legacy of brutality and manipulation. And that's the story of the, uh, the anthill kids. Uh, I'm so glad that wasn't three hours long. Yeah, same. Oh my god! I would say in that three-hour episode, two hours was talking about the gore. Yeah, there was a lot of detail in it, just just in the gore. Um, that seems to be why it's hard to cover because people don't want three two the two yeah. hours of yeah. descriptions of torture. It's just yeah. a lot. Yeah, like if you think I I think about cults and whenever I think about like awful cults. I mean, all cults are awful. Like, don't get me wrong, but. You think how many bodies were at Jonestown? Like 900? Yeah, nearly a thousand. And then there were more people back in America that joined in on it too. Yeah, yeah, correct. So if you talk like mass situations, 
it might not be as as heinous because it's it's not as many bodies but it's the sheer brutality mm. that makes this for me like the worst cult like this is the worst one because the, this le- was the level not- of control that he had over them was that extreme so mm, yeah. of course the the suffering was so much more extreme yeah and the, the fact that it's it, you're right it's the fact that it was willingly done yeah like people were like, yeah, I'll nail my child to a tree, and stone them. Like what? Like what? What? And what? Yeah. Like oh, I have. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's it's a rough one, but I don't feel as depressed as I did the first time we covered this. To be honest, I think for me it was just unlocking everything. I I forgot a lot about that. <sighs> And every time you mentioned, like, the wood carving, I was mm. like, oh, God. And I got the same visual image that I had last time in my head. Like, it's yeah, it's definitely a journey. But I'm just glad that we bring this story so ev- up so everyone can learn about this cult. <laughs> everyone else can be as traumatized as we are. <laughs> it's, oh. Also, I'll give a shout-out also to uh, Oni, for uh for giving us this because i didn't even know about this cult i got one of our listeners at home uh sent us an inbox and um let us know about this and once i did a little bit of research that was it we i was hooked and 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 here we are here we are (laughs) covering it (sighs) but we're there we survived we survived i don't know what to take away from that one (laughs) pain Suffering, <laughs> a little bit of mental oh anguish. Yeah, but um, I guess you know, like I said, I think I said this two years ago when we did it. I'm gonna go watch Mr. Popper's Penguins now and and uh, <laughs> calm down a little bit and get get rid of this. Like I'm, I'm done. Like that, that just stick a fork in me. I'm done. I just want to start um, doing yeah. our mini sode on our favorite horror movies. That'll uh, cheer us yeah, up a little bit. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> just about up. to to talk about that as well. So basically. How not this probably won't be every single episode, but uh, for you guys at home, when you hear like these full episodes, it's usually followed up with our little mini episode. Um, and this this week or this month's mini episode is going to be our top five horror movies, um, and that will be coming up after after this one. Um, and it's another good way, of, especially for new people or new listeners, you you get to know us a little bit better and, and know what makes us scared and what uh freaks us out or what traumatizes us and i thought that was a great way to segue into it by doing probably out of the 100 episodes we've done or more this was the one that was the worst the worst of the worst um and it's a a good way for all of us to trauma bond together we can just get it get it over and done with nice and early and move on everything after this will be so much more lighthearted. All, all the other murders and spree killers. <laughs> not true at all. Do you remember? I'm not going to say a name because we're going to do an episode on it. But that young yes. poor Japanese yep. girl. Yep, <laughs> yep. Now it doesn't get much better than this. This is we're here now. I feel like this is the peak. This is like the what for me. This is I don't know. This, there's something about this that really hurts me. I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah, like you're you're right. This is the peak. Like Ant Hill Kids is the peak. That is that is the worst. The worst, the worst. It's the most depraved stuff that's ever happened. But there are some that are almost there. I think it's just on that level of gore yeah. and detail. It's just that like like the other one that you, you're alluding to is tragic and heartbreaking. 
Like, it's soul-crushing. But the detail of this one is so... Like, my stomach feels... Yep. I feel sick, you know, like, from this. You're right. You know? No, you're absolutely yeah. right. Let's let's fix that. Um, yeah. Thank you, everyone. I, I appreciate everyone <laughs> hanging around and listening to another episode of the Not So Bright Side. Make sure you follow us on socials. Check out the show notes um, where we've got all the links to the information that um, we have spoken about in here. Please check on the, the people that have made these incredible write-ups on these stories as well. Um, all that's interesting, Morbidology um, and Cult Nation, please and thank you. Uh, shout out, I didn't do this last time. I feel awful, but um, thank you to White Bat Audio for the, the intro music. Uh, that's 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 our banger. That's That's been there for a year and a bit now, two years, two years, I think oh, we've wow. been using that yeah. intro music. It's always been White Bat yeah, that's our that's our jam right there. So big shout out to White Bat Audio in the show notes. Please click on that and go have a look at his music. All right, guys, thank you very much. Anyone else want to mention something before we leave? I did, but I'm going to pull it back because that was just too heartbreaking to add that on top. <laughs> okay. So like, don't worry, all good. It's yeah. <laughs> maybe on the next one but alright guys I- <laughs> we'll see how we feel we're going to have to go and have a, a stiff drink and a shower before we get into have the a next cold one. shower Fuck. that's it alright guys thank you very much for hanging around and listening to us um, and we'll see you on the next episode which is our top 5 horror movies <laughs>